Today's Mesila Isharim was dedicated in honor of Raymond and Vivian Dayan. Be'ezrat Hashem and the Zechut and the learning of the Torah and the Zechut and the Tzedakah. They should see tremendous Siyat and in all of their endeavors. Baruch Lies, Amen. Okay. So we're holding at the tail end of the 19th Perek. We have maybe a Vad or two left. We are holding a Vad number, I believe, 76. So this was a massive, massive Perek, which is going to have 76 or 77 Vadn to explain this Perek. The last part of the Perek is extremely important also for the Avoid of Tishabov, so it's very important that we learn it good. And then when we finish the Perek, I'm thinking about possibly doing a few vaden to prepare us for Tisha B'Av before we begin the next panic. Okay? Let's start here. So we're holding right over here. It's actually in the middle of a paragraph in my book that it talks about V'kvar Omru Chazal ala posak v'ani bosi b'dvorecho shalachoza gavriel v'nichlas lefnim mina pargoid ela keshalimet sanegoira al Yisrael it's talking about the maila of those that look to help Kalal Yisrael in a spiritual way, in a physical way, always looking to put Kalal Yisrael in a very good state. So Gabriel, when he spoke well about Kalal Yisrael, when he said defending words to protect them so they shouldn't be punished, then he was allowed to enter a certain area in Shabayim, which he was not allowed to enter before. Since he also justified Klal Yisrael and he uh, protected them, so therefore he was allowed to go. With this zechos, ki ena kolish baruchu oyev. There's a famous line from Asil Sisharim, ki ena kadosh baruchu oyev ella lemiše oyev Yisrael. The only one Hashem loves is one who loves Jews. So if you want to earn the honor, if you want to earn the love of Hashem, which is a good thing to have, then the way to do it is by loving Yisrael. And the more a person develops within himself the love for Jewish people, So, if you develop love towards Jews, then Hashem will continue, His love for you will become greater and greater. These were the true shepherds, the leaders of Klal Yisrael. They were always interested in the well, the good and the welfare of the Jews. Why? Because they gave their lives for their sheep. They were the shepherds and they gave their lives for the sheep. And they were always looking to benefit them. And when Midas Adin 
dictated strong punishment for the Jews, right away the leaders got up and prayed to annul the Gezeras. Always look to open up for them the gates of blessing. This is toward the end over here. The last paragraph of Pentecute. To a father, if a father sees that a certain individual loves his son truly, then the father loves that guy. Look in nature, you'll see that. So this is a very big issue, which I'm going to get to in a minute. That since we see in nature this feeling that a human being has, that a father loves those that love his kids, so we can learn from that, that that, is like a marshal to teach us that Hashem loves those who love His kids. Meaning, if you want to get the concept, this is a Yesoid of Malchusa Da'arakein, Malchusa Da'arakein, that the world over here is like a replica of what's actually going on in Shabbat. So, we can only see it in a tangible way. So Hashem shows us in a tangible way the love of a father towards a son and the way the scientifically is proven in this world that this is how it is, that if somebody loves your kids, you love them. That's to serve as a mashal for us to know that if you love Jews, it triggers off the Avazasha. Good? It's a spiritual reality too. The who Indian Koyan Godl Sha'om Allahem, Allah, for those that are learning Makas, I actually just learned this Gemara with Ezra Jamal and Ezra Cohen yesterday. And it says in the Gemara, that the Kohen Gadol, when he dies, the killers, the ones that killed Bishogeg, right, Josh? The killers that killed Bishogeg, what's the halakha? They have to go to the Arim Eklat, right? They go to the Arim Eklat. And how they get out of the Arim Eklat? When the Kohen Gadol dies, right? You know that, Michael? When the Kohen Gadol dies. So the mother, of the Kohen Gadol, she's worried that the killers, the Roitzchim, are going to daven that her son should die because they want to go home. So what she used to do, she used to give them presents. Right? So now the Gemara says, doesn't make sense. Just because someone says davens that you should die, doesn't mean you're going to die. If you didn't do anything wrong, you're not going to die, Right? So the Gemara says, no, he really deserves to die. Midas Adin will say to listen to his tefillot. Why? If they would have been praying for their generations to be elevated and not to sin, there wouldn't have been people killing Bishogeg. Now that's in itself a big subject. How you could pray for someone else if he needs to have Bechira. I'm not going into that today. That's a massive subject. But bottom line is, you see clearly from the Gemara, that the Gemara says, since they should have prayed and they didn't pray for their generation, so if the Reutzchim will daven, 
that the Kohen Gadol should die, he would die. And that's why the mother had to give them presents. V'chen Amru, says in the Gemara, same Gemara in Makis, Ha'hu gavra da'ochla aryeh. There was a person who ate a lion. It's treif, not allowed to eat that. Right? He ate treif. Berichuk tlosa parsi minei de Rabbi ben Levi. The guy lived three parses away from Yeshua ben Levi. So whatever the exact distance of that is, but it's far. Somebody ate treif three parses away from Rabbi Shul ben Levi. What happened? And Eliyahu Hanavi would not go see Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi for 30 days. Why? What did he do wrong? Because he didn't pray hard enough. If he would pray hard enough that the people in his vicinity shouldn't sin, they wouldn't sin. So by the fact that he didn't care enough about the Jewish people and their sins, he was punished. You see from this, so this is the end of the 19th paragraph. One last paragraph, and I'm going to go over this big yisoid. This is an extremely important yisoid before Tisha B'Av. He says, That ends the 19th paragraph. So the last subject of the 19th paragraph which is extremely important, is to know that Ahavat Yisrael, to love Jewish people. Love them means to try to help them not to sin. Love them means to pray for them not to sin. Love means to do chesed with them. Love means to pray for them for their parnosa. Whatever goes into loving another person, the more a person has Ahavat Yisrael, the more Hashem loves him. Means, how do you earn the honor of Hashem? You earn the honor of Hashem by loving other Jews. Okay? And this is, he's saying, is the attribute of leadership, that they have to love their flock. The leaders are like shepherds who have to love their flock. And we see from the Gemara that the great tzaddikim, who that tefillah actually means something, and they had the power to pray for people, and they didn't, they're deserving of punishment, okay? He quotes over here in Rabdan, uh, Ramban, Ramban in Parasha Yitro about Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, Vayomer Moshe lechotno, ki yavo elai ha'am ledrosh Elohim. When the people come to me to search out Hashem. What does that mean? Vazel Shoina. this is what the Ramban says. Heishiv Moshe lechotnoi. Moshe Rabbeinu told Yitro, The reason why we have such long lines here to come see me, because there are many things, many reasons why people are coming to me. Okay? Number one, To daven for the sick Family members. So all their problems, they come to him for their problems. That's number one. Second, they come to me for their judgments. So you see, 
that Moshe Rabbeinu explained what his daily routine as a leader was. Number one, helping the people with their issues. Number two, judging their court cases. Number three, teaching Torah. So you see from here that the leader, the leader has to take care of the people not just in a spiritual way, but all their problems, he has to be there for them, right? Now, the Mesila Yishani made a statement, and he said as follows. If one loves a Jew, Hashem will love him. What was his proof? He brought a proof from life. It's a very interesting thing. Where's the Chazal? Again, see the words? Zakhtar like this. Again, these are the words of Mesil Sasharm. You listening? It says as follows. Ki en is a famous line from Mesil Sasharm. Ki en hakadosh baruchu ohev ela lemish ohev Israel. Hashem only loves those that love Israel. Okay? Always Ramchal says statements and then he brings proofs. Starts with the statement, then he brings the proof. So here's the statement. Hashem loves only those who love the Jews. Ela. Only. That means if you're a big Tamih Hakam, and you learn Torah, but you don't love Jews, Hashem don't love you. Got it? It's a very deep point. It's not enough to show your dedication to God. If you don't love Jews, He don't love you. You see the word Ela? You know how to read Hebrew? Yeah, Michael says, Ela Kadosh Baruch Oheb Ela. And the more you develop your love for people, the more Hashem will love you. If you want God's love, this is how you do it. And then, what's the proof? So he says, what's the proof? What's my proof? Look in the world. If a person sees that a, an, another man, another person loves his child, then automatically that develops a tremendous love for the father to that guy. Even if he doesn't know him, even if he has no shaykhs to him, right? That's his proof. So what's the raya? Rabbi said, Tashma, Moshe, Amkiseh. I hope your brain didn't get fried over the weekend. Right? You're listening? Amkis. Because since in the world we see that a father who loves someone who loves his son must be that HaKadosh Baruch who loves those who love his children. Maybe that's a human thing. Who said that's a godly way of working, right? What's the riot? What's the riot? Huh? If you love potato chips, Hashem loves potato chips. No shaykhs, right? So what does that mean? Because human beings like when people take care of their kids and if Hashem likes you. What's the word? Zokta Abdon Segel, Muridika Amkiseh. You listening, Rabbi Say? He says as follows. That the way Hashem works in this world is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created nature. Malchusa da'ara ke'en malchusa da'rakia. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a, a nature in the world as a way 
that every single nature that's in, that's given to us in the world is given to us to serve Hashem and become closer to Him. Right? Every single hergish that we have in this world is part of Torah. So if this nature exists in the world, it has to bring us somehow, some way closer to Hashem. See? Im HaKadosh Baruch Hu Et Kach If Hashem made this nature... As kacha anoga gam b'shamayim. That's how it works in heaven. Mepchinas malchusa da'ara kein malchusa da'rekia. You understand? He says a story here. Two stories. I happen to have heard one of these stories. A little bit different version, but the same idea. He said a story. Listen to this. This is very deep. He said, Reb Chaim Kanievsky asked the stipler if he has to say Shechianu when he wears a brand new beggar, if he doesn't have simcha from the beggar. Yeah? So what did Chazanish told him? Mishaloy sameach the beggar chodosh, chosa ha'odom shabai. He's lacking a human trait. Can't be. If you're human, you have to feel good when you wear a new beggar. That's what Chazanish said. So Rabdan said he didn't really understand the Maisa. Until a different Maisa. A different Maisa with the Chazanish, where this is how it goes. Rab Chaim Greinerman was sitting with the Chazanish on the Marpeset. You know what a Marpeset is? On the porch. And they're learning Torah, and then a wind came and blew off the tablecloth onto the floor. Okay? Rab Chaim Greinerman didn't want to pick it up while they're talking and learning because he didn't want the Chazanish to be upset. I'm talking, I'm handling what you're learning and you're picking up a tablecloth and putting it back on the table. So, so what happened was the Chazanish said, Hashem is alma. It's very deep Chazanish. I'm going to try to explain it to you. Hashem looked into the world and he worked into the Torah and he created the world. Okay? That means, that every single thing in the world has a root in the Torah. Even the feeling that a person has when the tablecloth falls off and he feels like he has an urge to pick it up and massage the tablecloth on the table, that's also in the Torah. That's what he told him. Well, I heard this a little bit different version, but the Chazanish says even the fact that a woman feels gishmak to put a nice tablecloth on her table and make it look good, that feeling is also Torah. Let's try to understand that. It's a very deep thing. Basically what we're learning is like this. If something exists in the world, a shape, a color, an emotion, a feeling, anything, there cannot be any existence in the world if the Torah didn't exi- it didn't dictate its existence. Why? Because it says in the Zohar, Hashem looked into the Torah, and the Torah was the blueprint of the world. That means there cannot be anything in this world without a dictatorship that Torah, that it should exist. That means it has to serve in some way, shape, or form the Shlemus Ha'odah. You understand what that means? Because what's the Torah? The Torah is the book that teaches us the will of Hashem and how to reach perfection 
and Dveikas Ba'asham. So if the Torah was Mechaev, feelings, then obviously those feelings are vehicles in some way, shape or form to get close to Hashem. Now, the Yitzhahara could also take a hold of those feelings and use them the wrong way. But the feeling as itself, the pure feelings are spiritual. Whether you can understand how, what, where and why, it's irrelevant. But every natural feeling has a place in Kiyum of Shlemus. Now how to understand that the natural feeling of wearing a new beged, which is Mechaev Shehechiyonu, how that serves Hashem? Probably we have to say that Hashem gave that feeling, at least in the simplest way of understanding it, Hashem gave that feeling, so you could feel a certain debt of gratitude to Hashem and say, You wouldn't be able to say that bracha if you didn't have the feeling. So the feeling of having a, a good feeling when you wear a new suit is a reason in Avoid Hashem. The feeling of putting out a nice tablecloth on the table, whatever the reason is, but that feeling will serve somehow a closeness to Hashem. Every feeling. So says Rav Don Segel, if a father naturally feels good when people look after his kids, and people love his kids, that natural feeling also has to have something to do with Avodah Hashem. It's not just dumb that you should walk around life feeling good when people take care of your kids. There has to be a reason for it. Says the Mesil HaSasharim, I'm going to tell you the reason. In order for us to know what makes Hashem love us, how are we supposed to know? The way we can know that Hashem loves us is we draw an analogy from the fact that a father loves the ones who love his kids, that triggers off Avaz Hashem by HaKadosh Baruch. You understand? That means... It serves now as a point of reference to understand this concept. It's an amazing point that the Chazanish is saying. It's an amazing point that Rav Don Seigel is saying. And you see from the Mesil Sisharim that that was the sole proof. So you're coming in, and I'm going to spend a couple of vads in Berlin, what I'd like to do in the next couple of days is to prepare for Tisha B'Av and go through these in Yonim which is connected to the end of here, which is to deal with Avas Yisrael, which is not as easy as it sounds. And the proof that it's not easy is because the Gemara says that why was the Bet HaMikdash destroyed the second Bet HaMikdash? Anybody know? Huh? Teodeh Saida. Why was the second Bet HaMikdash destroyed? So the Gemara says in Masechtas Yuma that the reason why the second Bet HaMikdash was destroyed, David, Why? Sanat Hinam. Okay? Now nobody in this room knows what Sanat Hinam is. Because if we went around this room and we asked people, if you ever had a hatred towards someone, or an anger, or a kapeda, whatever, was it for no reason? Absolutely have not met a human being yet who has no reason to hate someone, just hates him for the sake of hating him, right? So we have to know what the word Sanat Hinam means. But it says that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed because of Sinat Chinam. Okay? Now we have to understand that very well. Because it says in the same exact Gemara that people used to do Gimilut Hasadim. So they did Chasad. 
But at the same time, that's in the We have to know what that means. And then the Gemara says in Yerushalmi, Stami all Bikim in Yerushalmi, Masechtas Yuma, Yerushalmi says, Kol, any door, any generation of the base Hamikdash wasn't rebuilt. That means what? It was as if it was destroyed. Meaning, we're still doing the same Avera. And until we fix that problem of Sinas Chinam, the Beis Hamikdash ain't coming back. So one of our major work, major work in the next couple of weeks, is to try to rectify this thing called Sinas Chinam. So if we don't learn it, we're not going to know what it is. And we're not going to know how to rectify it. But the other side of the coin is, that Hashem only loves those that love Jews. That means, if you hate a Jew, then Hashem hates you. It's a scary thing. One, you don't want to mess with is Hashem. You want His love, you don't want His hate. You love a Jew, Hashem loves you. Hate a Jew, Hashem hates you. You got to figure out how to do that. Not so easy to love. If 2,000 years were in Gullahs, over sinas chinam, then obviously it's not that easy to love, correct? Sounds easy, but it's not easy. And I'm going to explain to you why, but not today. I'm going to go through this Indian of sinas chinam over the next couple of days. I want to try to masbi the oimik of the sugya that will understand it better, so I'll be connected to these vaden. Okay, is that good? We'll stop over here for today.